Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I like romanticizing your life because it's just the trendy thing right now. Um, And it really sums it up, like making life romantic. And there's no reason why it can't be romantic. literally so beautiful no matter how annoying weird mean or unwanted they are i invite them in hear them out and kindly say goodbye after they're done hello friends welcome back to acting my age with moi (laughs) rohini hi guys how are you doing this beautiful wednesday Oh, I am doing good. I am doing very good because I finally did the thing that I've been wanting to do forever that I've been putting off because of fear of being not good enough or failing or having other people judge me for being a weird woo-woo girl, but I did it anyway. Um, I finally freaking recorded and filmed my first guided meditation. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so excited about it. I think it went pretty well. I was vibing out and it was ended up being like a 16 minute meditation. So um, I'm sure it'll be up by the time this podcast is up. So if you are interested, um, I invite you to go check it out. And yeah, I'm just excited. I'm happy and I'm feeling really good. So this episode is um, Romanticizing Your Life Part 2, which was wildly requested you guys really liked the first episode so we're back with episode two you know I aim to please I want to give you guys the content that you want so let's get into it so happy you're here all right so the last episode which I definitely recommend you listen to if you haven't already We just kind of broke down what the hell is the concept of romanticizing your life. Do we like the concept? Do we not like the concept? So today I just kind of wanted to go a little bit deeper on that topic. I don't have anything planned out or scripted as usual, but just from having my little experience with doing the meditation and also some freaking crazy, crazy, crazy revelations after I had my medium reading. I had a medium reading like three days ago and (laughs) it rocked my whole world, um, which I'll talk a little bit about, but I am not wanting to share all of it quite yet, but it was very, very powerful. Um, I had the reading with um, the medium named Nikki Novo. You can look her up. She's done a lot of podcast interviews. I'm hoping to actually have her on here at some point. Um, she is incredible, so, so talented, so just amazing, such a channel, and um, she just told me everything. She told me my soul, 
my about my past lives, what my soul's purpose is, what my life path is in this lifetime. Um, she told me that I'm a star seed, which if you don't know about that, that's a whole nother bucket of worms. But I had a, I had a feeling and yeah, all, just all these amazing things. She told me she read all my chakras and told me which ones were blocked and which ones were thriving and which ones. It was just so, so incredible and so much solid advice that I could really implement um, into my life. And just really, she confirmed all of these deep fears and insecurities that I've been feeling um, on like a, a soul level and like a, like a chakra level. So it was just, it was so empower, empowering, so powerful, so impactful. And ever since then, I'm just like, bro, Rohini, you need to get out of your own fucking way with all this insecurity bullshit and all of this worrying about other people judging you. So basically I just need to fully step into the fact that I am here for the reason to spread this spirituality and love for like self-love and deep love for the divine and just love for all the things that are good in life and spread this like awareness that we can connect to our bodies and connect to this higher consciousness and just feel fucking good like that is my purpose to spread that message and although I started on YouTube talking about makeup and sharing my life in New York and all that stuff that's not where I'm headed obviously that was made very abundantly clear when all my beauty contracts got canceled so abruptly and everything that's happened obviously has happened for a reason and I just need to accept that you know people are gonna leave like there is gonna be a bunch of my followers that leave because this isn't their cup of tea and I just need to be okay with that I need to not take that as a like a personal wound like it's not like they hate me or something they just you know don't want to listen to this type of content which I just need to accept that that's fine um, again like I talked about in other episodes my thing is that I want to be liked and now I'm like you know what what one thing that Nikki kept telling me is you can't um, you can't convince people to think the way that you think you can only share your message and share your truth and you just need to start preaching to the choir. Like find your choir and preach to the choir. Um, you'll never be able to tell other people, like you'll never be able to convince people to think the way you think if they're not ready for it. Um, and when your message doesn't land, it doesn't resonate for someone, that's fine. They just don't, you know, they're not ready to hear it or they don't want to hear it. And that is totally fine. That's their own path. So I just need to start preaching to the choir, which is you guys, my podcast fam, and just accept that, accept, so I'm still processing all this, and I promise I'll relate this to romanticizing your life, but I just wanted to tell you guys about this. So I'm still trying to figure out exactly what this means, but my thinking right now is my message might go to a smaller audience, but the impact will be much greater. So if I can, you know, help 10 people, um, feel more confident and believe in themselves and inspire them to start doing self work and breath work and meditating and journaling. And if I can inspire 10 people to become more of who they're meant to be, then that is 
a life well lived in my opinion. So it's not about the numbers. It's about quality over quantity. I'm telling myself this. And it's just, I just got to say, fuck it. Honestly, I got to say, fuck it. And just start doing these things that I feel called to do and just ignore the ego voice. That's like, people are going to think you're weird. You're going to be that weird spiritual person. And all the people from your hometown are going to be like, who the, what the fuck is this witchy girl doing? And you just got to like, I don't know. This voice is telling me to just play it safe and keep being that cool Instagram girl that, you know, shares makeup and clothes and is very just like not going deep under the surface, you know, and that's what my ego wants because it's safe and because I'm not exposing myself and like I'm just being, yeah, behind the scenes, like not not literally putting myself out there. But I know that I need to just speak my truth embody this person that I'm becoming and just fully fucking send it like I have this platform and yeah people are gonna leave that's fine that's their truth and I just need to share mine so fuck that's that's what I'm that's what I'm embodying and how I am relating the whole point of that was romanticizing your life to me is fully accepting and sending it and believing that this life is supposed to be beautiful and this life can be beautiful because there are so many messages and there's so many things in our society that tells us otherwise. Like everywhere we turn, it's like just fear and judgment and guilt and not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy. And I am here and I'm trying to fully embody like I believe this life is supposed to be fun, beautiful, loving and just like a fucking blast. Like that is what this life is supposed to be. And that's what it can be. So romanticizing your life is just believing that life is fucking beautiful and noticing the little moments and the little pleasures and the little gifts that we are given every single day like I talked about in the last episode like all of these things can just pass us by because we have you know our phones are blowing up we have work stresses or school stresses or relationship stresses and we don't notice all of the little gifts that we're given every single day like oh my god I just connected with my body in meditation and I you know literally gave my body some medicine by just deep breathing and connecting with myself and that's so cool that I can even do that never nevertheless that I can share that on the internet and you guys can also benefit from deep breathing and being present and you can do that from anywhere in the world like how freaking cool is that and I just made a latte and it was delicious and I had cinnamon on it and the foam was so foamy and it was so yummy and I put this honey in it that my brother and sister-in-law's bees made the honey and I got to eat it like how fucking cool you know there's so many beautiful little tiny miracles in our everyday life that we can just let pass us by. So I don't know about you guys, but if you want to, if you're called to it, just right now be like, I'm here. I'm here to fully accept and embody the fact that this life can be fucking beautiful. And I'm here to notice the everyday beauty in life and the tiny little miracles and just be, be aware and be more mindful of all these little beautiful teeny little things that make life so much more fun um so that's romanticizing your life to me and everything also in the last episode I think I kind of went pretty deep into it in the last one too so 
that plus this. Um, but I'm just really feeling really good right now. Like having a lot of breakthroughs and just feeling like I need to fucking send it and just not worry about it. And yeah. <laughs> so the other really cool thing, the other cool update I want to tell you guys about before I get into sharing all of your romanticizing your life tips and tricks and stories, which are all so, so beautiful. I have a lot of them to share. So I just started this really cool thing. Um, I got the idea from my friend, Sophia. I've had her on the podcast, Wellness with Soph. Um, you can sign up and I can text you little positive, introspective texts every single day. So I just started it the other day and I'm already loving it so, so much. So if you guys want to text me, this is, is real. I've gotten some texts like, is this real? Is this actually you? It is actually me. Um, and I can't answer all of you guys individually all the time because I would never be off my phone if I did that. But, um, I am checking it all the time. I am sending you guys messages multiple times a day, positive messages, kind of like mini journal prompts, positive quotes, and just, it's like a little happy burst to your phone every single day. So if that resonates with you and you want to have me text you, the number is 425-307-4905. And unfortunately, it's only available for the U.S. and Canada right now. I really wish it was international and they said that it'll become international soon, but I don't have any um, firm dates for that. But just an example of what I've texted so far in case this sounds good to you. Um, so today I texted, so I decided today to finally do the thing I've been putting off because I'm scared. Filming a guided meditation. I'm scared of judgment and failure. And I think recognizing why it is that I kept putting it off has been very valuable for my growth. Face the fear and do it anyway. And then the next text. You probably know where this is going, winky face. What is one thing you've been putting off because of fear? Recognizing that it's fear stopping you might make the task less daunting. In quotes. Oh, I'm just scared of rejection. But hey, that's okay. I can do this. Heart, heart. Love you guys. Happy Saturday. So it's just little happy little, I'm very caffeinated, happy little things that are sent to your phone. And, you know, if I'm not having that great of a day, I'll just, you know, send something like, hey, sometimes we have off days and that's okay. If you're having an off day, I love you. We're in this together. Like, it's just going to be honest and real and whatever I'm feeling. And I think as my journey into spirituality and self-growth and all of that keeps going, I think this texting thing is going to be really cool because I I don't know it's just another way that I can connect with you guys and again like build up that tribe like preaching to the choir you guys are my fucking choir you're my fam and already like some of the texts you're sending back to me have just totally blown my mind and like made me tear up because I know so many of you are on this similar path and I can just feel how like deeply how deeply you're like connecting with yourself and finding you know find your own truth and connecting to nature and connecting to your soul and all these beautiful things so I can just totally I can feel that from you guys and I'm just really excited so if you want to text me I would love that um yeah so with that let's get into your tips trick stories about romanticizing your life and there are a lot of other ways to really sum up this concept. You could just say being mindful, being present, self-love, self-care. Um, but I like romanticizing your life because it's just the trendy thing right now. Um, and it really sums it up, like making life romantic. 
And there's no reason why it can't be romantic. I feel like we're just taught that it's supposed to be a grind. It's supposed to suck. But that's not true. That's not really true. Like in your heart of hearts, do you feel like life is supposed to suck? Like, do you feel like that's how it's supposed to be? And all of the movies and the books and the people who are telling you it's supposed to be great are just lying and full of shit? Or do you think, you know, like our traumas and our shitty things that happen to us because you know what a lot of there are a lot of shitty things that happen and everyone is on their own path and every soul which has become even more clear since having that reading every soul has their own unique experience and lessons that they're going to learn in this life and the purpose that they have in this life (sighs) and I just hope and what I believe is that everyone is here for a reason and these shitty things I think ultimately will become lessons maybe not in the way it's like like these some of these things happen and you're like how is there anything good that can come from this like I don't know you're some someone you love dies or someone you love is killed or kidnapped or something terrible like how the fuck is this a lesson and I don't have an answer to that but just from listening to very wise people who I respect a lot who've had who've gone through very tough terrible times they can still find some wisdom at some point in their life from all of these things. Um, so just like cheers and here's to hoping that, um, here's to having the hope and the belief that this life is supposed to be beautiful. That's all I'm trying to say. So let's get into it. Um, because also like, why not, why not believe that? Like, how does that hurt us or You know, what's the worst that could happen if we believe that this life is supposed to be fucking awesome and beautiful? I think it's just a lot. It's obviously a lot more hopeful than being like, this life is going to fucking suck. I'm just going to go to a job I hate every day from nine to five and be really lonely when I get home and then live my whole life like this and then die. Like, you know, that's not that fun. That doesn't sound very exciting or fun or just, I don't know. sounds fucking terrible. (laughs) So why not just have the hope and the belief that you're going to live an amazing, beautiful life surrounded by people who you love and who love you being passionate, um, connected to yourself, connected to the earth and fucking thriving until you're in your hundreds. Maybe you'll live until you're 101. Who knows? Um, sorry, I'm really on a fucking level right now. go. Hi Rohini. For me, romanticizing my life means noticing and appreciating the small happy moments in life and trying to make them special. It could be. So I love these ones because it's, it's like a little, just reminds you guys of all the tiny things. It's like a kind of like a journal entry. I don't know. Okay. It could be as simple as lighting a candle and doing a meditation. It could be waking up earlier, opening my window in the morning and watching the sunrise. It could be, instead of mindlessly gulping down my morning coffee, taking the time to really savor it and and enjoy it as if it's the best one I've ever had. Ooh, I love that. It could be writing letters to my friends even though they live five minutes away. Smiley face. That's so fucking cute. Are you kidding me? I want to do that. Oh my gosh, I love that. It could be going on a picnic date with myself. It could be listening to my favorite songs and dancing in my room like no one's watching. It could be smiling at strangers or cooking my favorite meal. It could be going for long walks in nature with no headphones, only listening to the sounds of nature. Nature, sounds of nature, 
fucking slap. <laughs> the birds, are you kidding me? The birds chirping and like the the leaves blowing in the breeze and just that smell of the moss and the grass. Oof, that is amazing. I'm really hoping slash planning to carve out some time where I can go in the forest at Sage's mom's farm and just meditate. Maybe take like a gram of mushrooms and just go out there and meditate. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that this summer. Best believe. Okay. Back to what she said. It could be making cute playlists and sending them to my friends, dressing how I feel and not waiting for any occasion, occasion, just wearing that cute outfit. It could be painting in my balcony while listening to soft music or smelling a new book. It could be redecorating my room. Ooh, yes, that's so fun. Also, I think taking pictures of the things you love is a great reminder to romanticize your life. If I see something beautiful, I capture it and save it for a rainy day. And then if I'm ever feeling down or need a little pick-me-up, I go back and look at the pictures that I've taken. Sending you lots of love and virtual hugs. Oh my god, I love all of these. Thank you so much. These are all so incredible and also very, like, visceral like they really conjure up some nice visualizations which is also really cool so I also totally agree with the photo concept um because at least for me like I feel like my lips look non-existent if you're watching this on the camera sometimes my lips just like start blending into my face okay sorry back to what she was saying um I feel like sometimes on social media, you just see everyone's photos and you see them living this amazing life. And you're like, dude, I'm just sitting in my pajamas at home right now. Like, why am I not on a sailboat in the Greek islands, you know? But then when you start going through your old photos or like for me, if I go back on my Instagram from a year ago or two years ago, I'm like, damn, I've done some cool shit. Like my life's pretty awesome. So whenever you're feeling jealous or down about your life, when you see something on social media, just switch it around and start looking through the amazing memories and photos that you have in your camera roll. Such a good reminder. Like it's just all, it's all, it's all through the lens. It just depends on the lens that you look through it. Like social media can be a real bitch, but it can also be a great tool too. Okay. Next one. Hi, Rohini. I'm very excited to send in my first submission to your podcast. Hee <laughs> hee. Every Wednesday morning, I wake up and check Spotify to see if the new episode of Acting My Age podcast is already online, as I love the topics you address, and I really like you and the community's perspectives on different topics. Sending lots of love to everyone out there. You are amazing. At first, I was very skeptical about the trend of romanticizing your life and being the main character. I mean, we are obviously the main character of our own stories. It is our life, and in the end, it should be about no one else but us. But I felt like most of the people talking about romanticizing their life on social media just wanted to show off their perfect lives. I thought that romanticizing my life would have to look a certain way, like others portrayed their life. Yep, that's very understandable. Now I understand that's not what romanticizing your life is about. We are not only the main characters, but also the narrators of our stories. We can choose to romanticize our life, not by trying to live a perfect life and to always feel good, but by being who I truly am and living a life that comes with gratitude and love and allowing myself to feel all of the emotions. Life is a beautiful and colorful path that leads to every possible emotion. Life can be beautiful and sad and scary and disturbing and exciting and sometimes quite relaxed and monotonous. For me, romanticizing my life means to allow every state in my life to be just as it is and to feel everything I need to feel. 
And the most important thing is to live my life coming from a place of love and gratitude. I believe that love is the strongest emotion that exists. My whole existence is based on my parents' love, and I know that I have been surrounded by love all my life, as I have a loving family, awesome friends, and a great boyfriend. I also know that I will always be loved because I deserve it and because I'm filled with so much love that I want to give it to the world. Not only to my friends and family and to my boyfriend, of course, but also to Mother Nature and most importantly to myself. And I believe that I will always attract love as long as everything I do is rooted in my own love. This thought helps me to live in the present moment and to really live each time in its fullest because I know that I will be okay no matter what happens and how shitty I feel. Living in gratitude also helps to free limiting emotions. These emotions are not negative emotions. They are completely valid and it's important to leave space for them. But we shouldn't hold on to feelings like anger, sadness, or fear. This is where the gratitude helps me. It allows me to let go of all these feelings after a while because I am rather grateful for an amazing time I had than complaining that it's over. I am also grateful for the sadness I felt because it showed me how much this time or person meant to me. At the en- in the end, all I wanted to say is that there is no right way to romanticize your life. For me, it is to be very present, to be rooted in love and gratitude, so that I can fully experience and enjoy everything, not only the beautiful aspects of life, but also my daily life or even sad experience. Please remember that romanticizing your life does not mean that your life has to look ex- aesthetic, like we see on Instagram or YouTube. It has to be real. You don't live for the cameras. In fact, there are no cameras at all, and yet we are the main character. I'm reading that again. In fact, there are no cameras at all, and yet we are the main character. Thanks for sharing my thoughts, Heaney. Wishing you and everyone listening a great day. Lots of love, Maya Luna. Oh my God, Maya Luna. You fucking dropping bars over here. Oh my goodness. So beautiful. I have absolute chills. Wow. Um, that was very profound. I love all of everything you said. Um, could not agree more. And the, fa- the, the the ending part about how you don't live for the cameras. In fact, there are no cameras, but yet we're the main character. That's so, so deep. I'm like trying to fully process everything that that means. It's, wow. Yeah, that's some deep shit. Like in the end of our life, when we're at the end, does it really fucking matter like the photos and the things that we did for external validation, like, although that's fun and it might feel good, like we are the main characters in that we have the power and the opportunity to, like she said, be present and be in love and gratitude and, um, like sit, like she said, sit in the sadness, sit in the monotonous day, like things in life, sit in the relaxed feelings, just be present in those moments. And that's like, that's what it means to be the main character in life. Um, to be present and let everything that comes come your way and just try to meet everything with gratitude. Damn girl. Damn. You got me thinking. Wow. So beautiful. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, okay. Next one. I just saw your last call for submission, and I currently have a lot on my mind about this, so I thought, why not? Hopefully this makes it in time. I listened to the part one of this episode on the exact day I needed it the most. Every day felt the same, and I had a lot of stress going on with college and personal stuff and struggled to get excited about the day and life in general. When I listened to that episode and everyone's submission, I decided to make a change. I've heard about romanticization before, and I've used it periodically, but never incorporated it as a habit. 
Ever since regularly romanticizing my day, I will honestly confirm that I am a lot happier. For everyone else on this journey as well, I would like to point out that the two important things that I've learned um, while romanticizing my day. First, I believe that romanticization comes hand in hand with gratitude. Hell yeah! As I started to pay more attention to the simple things in my day and realize how amazing they are, the more grateful I began to feel these things, for these things. I began to understand what I've been taking for granted, which makes me never want to overlook them again. Secondly, it's important to know that just because you start to romanticize your life does not mean that you won't have bad days. Trying to romanticize over undealt with emotions will only cause more suffering in the future, so be careful. Here's what I've been romanticizing lately. <clears throat> the first sip of my hot tea in the morning. The feeling of the fresh air in my skin when I go outside for the first time in the day. The feeling of release and clarity after a long journaling session. Observing the different species of trees and plants while on my walk. Just listening to all of the sounds around me. Cooking delicious plant-based meals and knowing that the ingredients are fueling my body. Hearing the voice of my friends and family, in person and over the phone. And the moment after I opened my eyes for meditation. And so much more. Life is beautiful, even on the hard days. I hope everyone takes time to be grateful for the little things. And I'm so grateful for this community and everyone's submissions. Sending love. So beautiful. You guys are fucking awesome. I like the part, trying to romanticize undealt with emotions will only cause more suffering in the future. Um, that is super true. And that is, I think... I think that's the ultimate slippery slope with this whole concept. It's not to shove down these feelings or shove them aside or invalidate them. Because again, like she said, that does cause more suffering because it'll just keep bubbling up and your future actions and your future everything will be like slightly, slightly tainted with this undealt with trauma or this undealt with emotion. So Again, obviously, I'm learning this myself as well. <laughs> but, yeah, feeling your feelings when they come and letting them rise up and feeling, just sitting in it and feeling like not trying to solve it and not trying to push it away, just feeling it and then working through exactly what it is, maybe what's causing it, when you felt like this before, what triggered it, um, where it stemmed from all these things in journaling or in meditating, um, that can be really great. And it just kind of, yeah, it just kind of clears it out. So in the future, like little by little, you'll be able to heal these things and they won't, um, kind of cloud, cloud your vision or cloud experiences in the future. So I love all of that. So, so stinking beautiful. Yeah. I just keep thinking like, again, I'm just reminded of the people that comment on my podcast episodes or my whatever, my Instagram saying like enough of this cheesy bullshit or like, I don't know, all these things just saying that like toxic positivity, that kind of thing. It's like, okay, yeah, that's your, that's how you feel. That's what's true for you. Like, okay, that's true for you. But what's true for me is that this life is fucking beautiful and I want to work every day to see everything that is great around me and to be grateful for it and to be present. And like, I am, I don't know what the right word, like I am, and I, and some of you guys, people that are sending these things, like we are daring and we are standing up against everything that 
could tell us that life is shitty. And we're saying, you know, okay, like that might be true. But for me, I'm going to try and see if life can be beautiful. It's just like, it's like a, honestly, it feels like a courage thing. Like it feels like a courageous thing, like against all odds and against all the shit. I'm going to see if I can have a great day and I'm going to see if I can be mindful and present and grateful no matter what life throws at me. So you guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> um, okay. This one. Oh, this one got me. Okay. Hi, Heaney. I've been single for about a year now and I started really paying attention to what I do, why I do it, how I feel and why I feel that way. I noticed how every time I meet a guy who's interesting, I imagine how I tell our future kids. Wow, I, my voice just did something weird. I imagine how I tell our future kids about how I met their father. After noticing this, I get really embarrassed and scold myself every time I thought those thoughts. I then noticed that I was scolding myself for a lot of other thoughts and feelings as well. Toxic positivity really got the best of me. Every negative thought was immediately punished and blocked. I was being so harsh on myself. So since I just said toxic positivity, I think definitely what she's saying in this context is like not feeling your feelings. And when you have a negative thought, cause that's kind of like the book, the secret and like some of the manifestation concepts, like push away any negative thought. You're going to manifest more negativity in your life. Like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. You have to feel your feelings and you have to confront this trauma and these unresolved, like things that hurt you. You have to confront that. You can't just act like it doesn't exist because it does. So I think that's what she was referring to here. Um, Toxic positivity really got the best of me. Every negative thought was immediately punished and blocked. I was being so harsh on myself. About a month or two ago, I stopped doing this. I now think of my brain as a house and every emotion knocking on the door is welcomed and offered tea. Dude, that's so beautiful. Literally so beautiful. No matter how annoying, weird, mean, or unwanted they are, I invite them in, hear them out, and kindly say goodbye after they're done. Today, I really appreciate every guest I welcome into my home. I learned that I'm brutally honest and quick to judge. I also learned how to distinguish intrusive thoughts from my real, authentic thoughts. Observing and listening to myself really made me love myself even more. I appreciate hearing myself out and letting myself vent a lot. Because if I don't even do it, who else is? At the end of the day, I'm the only one who's going to be here with me until the end. So I better love myself. Hell yeah. That's how I romanticize my life, by loving every beautiful inch of myself. I occasionally shower in candlelight, dance in the dark, and wear sunglasses when the sun's not shining. The cheesier, the better, am I right? <laughs> Thank you, Heaney. I really appreciate you. I also notice how you sometimes get out of breath. Don't forget to take a breath, babe. You deserve it. Okay, enjoy this bit of me dancing dramatically. Let's vibe together. Yes, I do get out of breath. I do need to remember to breathe. Partially because I have a deviated septum, which is kind of funny. So my only got one working nostril, which, sorry, this is a total tangent. When I get a facial and she's doing extractions and blocks the one nostril that I can breathe out of, I'm like, (laughs) but um, yes, I do need to remember to breathe. That's a great reminder. Let's see. I'm watching her video. Oh, yes, bitch. Mm -mm. Okay. Basically, this video is her vibing out in a cute outfit with sunglasses on to a good old song, I Will Survive. That's such a hype song. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love every single thing that she said. I think the idea of, I've heard this concept before, like, you know, your mind is a home and every thought is a guest in your home. Um, And you can choose 
for the, to invite the guests to stay, or you can ask them to kindly leave, like hear them out and ask them to kindly leave. I think that's so, so beautiful. I think I might've actually talked about this once before, cause it sounds super familiar. Um, and I just think that's such a great reminder to all of us, like just to take note of these thoughts because, uh, there is like our soul and what's so it's what's true and what's good and what's positive and light. And then there's also like all of the negative thoughts that aren't really who we are, you know, but they just come in They're this, you know, societal conditioning and they're the tr- past traumas and they're the judgments that we hold against ourselves. And, you know, we need to hear those things because we need to acknowledge that they're there because if we just don't even acknowledge them, we're never going to be able to, like heal them ultimately so I think that's such a great reminder so so beautiful I love all of it thank you so much next one hey Rohini I really love listening to your podcast and witnessing your personal development I feel like we're on similar paths and I love relating to your thoughts and stories I thought today would be a good day to send something in for the first time, since I really liked the first episode on romanticizing your life. I actually interpreted the concept of romanticization in a different way. For me, romanticizing always meant to convince yourself that something feels better than it actually does. Like how you suddenly miss bad times in your past. Appreciating small things and moments, doing the things you do with intention and mindfulness and focusing on the beautiful and positive aspects of your life does not mean you have to convince yourself something is better than it actually is, at least in my opinion. It's just shifting your focus. When I imagine myself being the main character in a movie, it often even takes me out of the present moment because I start watching myself from the third person rather than really experiencing the things I'm doing. But regardless of whether you call it romanticizing or just shifting your focus, A daily practice of being present and mindful in your life and with yourself is so important, and I think it's so cool how many many people care about it as much as I do. Lots of love from Germany, Matilda. Yeah, I think this is a great thing to talk about and something to notice. And again, there's this underlying theme of everyone's like, it's just being mindful and being present, um, which is so beautiful that you guys, you know, recognize that. And I totally agree. It's not about making things better than they are. Um... I think I think it's just feeling into what's true, you know? Like, what is really true for you? What do you feel in your core of your being that is true? Um, which I think is something that is a very interesting practice and something that I've um, just learned more about as I begin to meditate more, as I continue this journey, whatever. Like, what is really true? Um, Aubrey Marcus, again, favorite podcast. Um, he does this thing where he just asks when he's having, he's in a tizzy or something's going wrong or, you know, there's a judgment he's holding against himself, whatever it might be. He's like, is this true? Is this really true? And then you just ask yourself again, is this true? Is this really true? Like, just keep asking yourself, is this true? And feel into if it is or not. Like, I don't know, you're too scared to apply to a job and you're like, oh, I'm never going to get this job. I'm not good enough. And you're all in this tizzy about it. And then you go, wait, okay, deep breath. Is this true? And just see what comes up. Is this really true? And then you have to keep asking because sometimes you're like, yes, it's true. I suck. I'm never going to do it. I can't do it. So then you ask again, okay, is it really true? It's almost like asking a little kid. Literally is. It's like, 
you know, I didn't steal the, the candy from the candy shop. Is that true? No, I didn't do it. And then you just look at them a little longer. Is that really true? And they go, well, and you go, is it really true? And they go, okay, I stole it. <laughs> it's like, you know, got to talk yourself like you're a little kid sometimes because we all have that inner child and that inner like little wounded, wounded heen or wounded whoever that just wants some love and support. So I think that's a great reminder also. Okay. Hey, 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 Heaney. Time has flown by. I feel like only recently Romanticizing Your Life Part 1 came out. I'm so grateful for that episode and to soon listen to this episode because it changed my perspective on the little things so much. One little thing that has helped me romanticize my life is songwriting. I'm a singer, but never really had the courage to write songs before. Oh my gosh, so exciting. Since the beginning of this year, I started writing songs and they've been helping me really be present and seriously romanticize my life. I started a little love song about how blessed the sky makes me feel. I've written a song about all the little things my boyfriend does that I love, such as how he drives his six speed and how he runs his hand through his hair. Ooh, I can already hear it. I fucking love this. This songwriting has helped me notice what really does bring me joy in my life. It amazes me that such small things like a butterfly, a beautiful sunset, watching my plants grow, FaceTiming my best friend, singing in the car with the windows down, cuddles with my boyfriend, all bring me such joy for being a human. I want to share a verse of this song I recently wrote. I only realize now that this is a total romanticization of my life. Okay, I wish I could hear like you singing it. Um, I'm just going to read it because I can't sing for shit. There's got to be more than what's in front of my face. I've had time to slow down and change up my pace. I've noticed the little things like the growth of my plants. I realize that life is in someone else's hands. Ooh, fire, 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 fire. These lines mean so much to me. I know they're simple, but they sum up a lot about romanticizing your life. Romanticization for me comes from a place of presence and the fact that this could be my last day in my human body. Because of that, I'm forced to appreciate this beautiful world we live in. Yes, there are tough things all of us don't go through every day, but appreciating the little things seem to outweigh the tough stuff. I'm so grateful to be living in this human body and having the ability to appreciate the beautiful, petite treasures every day. Sending love to everyone. Oh my god, you guys are so amazing. <laughs> I don't want to cry. Fuck. Ugh. It's so cool to just be on this journey with you. Like everything that you're saying is just resonating so, so much. I cannot wait till we can do something in person. Like, oof, I need to plan this out. Um, yeah. Wow. I love the song. Can't wait to hear it. And I talked about this in my recent YouTube video, like the, the one habits that changed my life. Um, the concept of today's a good day to die, Hokahe. I talked about that. So if you want to watch the video, I go more into it. But realizing that today could be your last day, it really puts things into perspective. And I think, you know, most of us, our number one fear is death, which is super deep. That should be its own podcast episode. But just that notion, Hokahe, today is a good day to die really kicks your ass. It's like, is today a good day to die? Did I really give it my all? Like, did I make the best of it? Did I, um, get, like fulfill these promises that I made to myself? Like if I said I was going to work out, did I do it? Um, did I nourish myself? Did I eat good foods? And did I laugh and love and dance and be with my friends? And did I feel my feelings and have cuddles from my partner? And did I pet a dog and all these things? Like, is today a good day to die? Did I really live life today? Just a good reflection. And of course, not every day is a good day, but it's just a nice kind of 
mindset shift to really put things into perspective super quickly, at least in my opinion. So, so beautiful. I love that so much. Oh my goodness. You guys are freaking awesome. Hey, oh, Queenie Heaney. <laughs> I've only been following you for a couple months now, but I love your podcast and everything you do. Wow, so cool. Newer follower. Hey. That last podcast, part one, you mentioned something about a retreat. And let me tell you, I would love that. Anywho, romanticizing my life. Also, yes, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. So, yes, manifesting the shit out of that. Anywho, romanticizing my life is honestly just doing things that make me feel good. My main character energy comes from waking up in the morning, making myself a nice breakfast, eating it on the porch, and taking a nice hot shower. When I picture romanticism, I picture a Pinterest-esque nature the sun going on a picnic blanket with fruit, wearing cute sunglasses, or sundresses, sorry, riding a bike. Something about cleaning is romantic to me, lol. Like cleaning your living room before sitting down to do homework, or rearranging your room to just feel a new vibe, lmao. You don't see very many messy houses in romantic movies, right? I think it's truly figuring out yourself, what you like, and who you want to be. My friend told me about someone who wrote every day in a journal just to read back on their life, and I loved that idea. Since the start of the new year, I've been writing about my life every single day. It was kind of a resolution of sorts. I made a vow to myself to write something about each day, whether it was a sentence, a paragraph, or a full page. I was going to write every night, and I'll just write about what I did that day. I've been doing it for about four months now, and it's the best part of my night routine. It brings more to my day because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, this would be so fun to write about in my journal. <laughs> it makes me more excited to get up in the morning, and it's so fun to see what I was doing, what boy I was into, and what stupid reason I was mad at my roommate that day. It sparks so much joy in my life. IDK, I can't help to think that in 30 years, my kids are going to go through boxes in the attic and see my old journals and be fascinated with my younger self. How main character is that shit? Yes! Oh my god. Dude, I love this so much. That's such a great practice. If any of you guys are feeling called to do that, I would absolutely just go for it. Like write something every single day. That's so, so cool at the end of the day. Um, I love that scene of your kids like going through and reading about your life. That's so cool. I love, I love shit like that. <laughs> ah. Also the part you don't see very many messy houses in romantic movies, right? That's some like that's some that's some shit that's another thing that could really kick your ass like dude if i am the main character and this is my life i gotta clean my room um and some this other concept i've been feeling into and learning about is best the best practices and the best ways to start a new habit because you know we're all familiar with the new year's resolution i'm gonna lose 30 pounds or whatever and then you don't do it because you go super hard at the beginning and then you get tired or whatever. It's much more impactful and usually works better to just start really slowly, like the tiniest little thing. And um, there's a lot of research on this and a lot of books about this topic and concept, but like this is the one that the example I heard. So if you want to start going to the gym three days a week, um, just start really slowly just put on your workout clothes in the morning. That's it. Maybe you don't go to the gym that day. Maybe you just drive to the gym and check it out, but you don't go for a workout. Just start the little teeniest things. And then once you tell yourself like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get dressed and put on my workout clothes. And then you fulfill that promise to yourself. It boosts your confidence in yourself. So then the next thing you're like, I'm going to go just check out the gym today. 
And then you go do it. And then the next time I'm going to go run on the treadmill for 15 minutes. And then you do that. Like small steps that you can fulfill and withhold these promises that you make to yourself boost your confidence in yourself. So then you will be able to form this habit because you believe in yourself. So that's super, super powerful. So, you know, if your goal is to have a clean home and have a tidy home, just start slowly. Like, let's see, what's a good example? Um, I don't know. When you make your food in the morning, um, like put the ingredients back in the fridge right after you finish using them. Like you don't have to deep clean your whole house. Just start slowly and start something that's manageable and something that you can fulfill the promise to yourself. So I think that's really cool. <clears throat> okay, here's another one that is I love. I just love. I love them all. Hey, Rahini. I recently did something that made me feel like a goddamn main character, and I just had to share it because it fit the romanticizing your life theme so perfectly. I made a new Instagram account where I post pictures or videos I take that I think are cool, aesthetic, or fun. I'm not using this account for followers, likes, outside validation, etc. It's only for me. Sure, my family and friends can follow and like my posts if they want to, but I could really care less about that. I realize that for the amount of time I spend on social media, so little of it is actually stuff I want to see. Mindless scrolling on my main account clutters my brain and just overall makes me feel like shit. This new account, however, has inspired me so much. I even decided that the only people I will follow on this account will be a select few of my favorite influencers, including you, Rohini. Ooh, I'm honored. So that it can be a purely positive escape that is completely tailored to me. I barely even go on my main account anymore because this new one leaves me feeling so motivated and creative instead of making me compare myself to others or worry about likes and followers. Making this account has definitely been one of the best decisions I've made in a long freaking time. I love you and I can't wait for this episode. XOXO. Yes, that's such a good idea. Absolutely, absolutely such a great idea. If you guys are struggling with comparing yourself negatively on social media or just getting lost scrolling and scrolling without having anything, you know, beneficial on social media, absolutely recommend. So that's also what's so fun about my podcast Instagram for me. Um, not only do I love posting on it and I love interacting with you guys and seeing you guys tag me when you're listening to the podcast, but I only follow people that are super inspirational and I follow a lot of like artists and a lot of quotes accounts so I can find stuff to repost. Um, so that feed is just always so happy, so motivational, so much great spiritual content on there and it's just wonderful. So I would absolutely recommend that. And as well as just clearing out your, if you don't want to do that, just clear out your main feed. Like you can mute people, you can unfollow people, you know, you have that permission because if you're spending a lot of time, I think I talked about this on the last one. If you're spending a lot of time on Instagram, Let's make it a happy, beneficial place to be. Let's be honest. We all spend a lot of time on it. Maybe not all of us, but I definitely do. So let's make it a good place to be. Let's make it something that encourages us and empowers us and inspires us and makes us feel good and feeling like fucking, I don't know, living our best lives and learning something too. That's something I'm like, I want to learn shit, guys. I want to learn shit. So Instagram can be a great tool. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay, next one. Hi, sweet Heaney. Okay, just love this, how you guys all address me. Like, that makes me so happy. I'm just going to just 
I'm overflowing with love for you freaking cute humans. I'm dying. I'm just, I can't handle it. I need to go run six miles. That's how hype I am about my love for you at this moment. <sighs> okay. This is my favorite ever topic. I've been romanticizing my life ever since I was 12 and started high school. I'm in Australia. So is that middle school for you? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's middle school. Damn, 12 high school, starting high school at 12. That's kind of intense. Um, I struggle with anxiety and depression. When I'm in a tough spot, I struggle to romanticize my life and stay grateful and present. But doing so grounds me and reminds me life is beautiful and makes me feel like myself again. It's so beautiful finding myself naturally start to romanticize life time and time again. That's when I know I'm happy. In high school, I used to see my life as an outsider looking in sometimes, like I was in a movie, lol. That faded as I got older. I'm 24 now. But I'm so glad I'm able to get that feeling back when I need it most. For me, romanticizing my life is my practice in mindfulness, being present and appreciative and feeling like life is special. Yes, 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 yes. Noticing the little things and feeling the moment. Music is the way I do this. Music evokes so many memories and makes me feel like a narrative and a string of moments and memories I can tie together. When I find music I like, I listen to it at particular times or it reminds me of a time or moment and feels special and romantic or it'll just happen naturally. Sometimes I'll put Spotify on shuffle and write about that moment or memory that the song reminds me of. And it's so nice to look back on all the little moments in time. That is so beautiful. Music is really just wonderful. It's so powerful. And I totally connect music to memories and like and smells and everything. It's so cool. Um, I love that idea. Thank you for your podcast, teen. Watching your YouTube and listening to your podcast for the past year honestly helped me start romanticizing my life again and reminded me to get excited about the little things thank you thank you you're so freaking welcome girlfriend i'm so happy you're here um wow yep i love that so many good little tips from you guys you guys are so wise so i think that sums up um, your submissions. I love all of them. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. It just makes the podcast so much richer hearing from you guys. I freaking love it. Wow. Feeling so good today. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I hope that you feel a little bit better, a little more positive or happy or joyful or present after listening to this episode. And you know, it's always here if you need to come back to it again. Um, and again, if you want to listen to the first episode, there's a lot of wisdom and good shit in that one too. Yeah, I'm just feeling really good about this. I'm finally getting over that hump of like worrying about the numbers and, you know, sad that they're not like they used to be when I was talking about random shit that I didn't really even care about. <laughs> now that I'm talking about stuff that's actually meaningful and I just, there's this core group of you guys that listen every week and I'm just so grateful and we're on this journey together and I can't wait for all of the things to come. So, um, yeah, just so, so grateful for you guys. Thank you for everything that you bring into my life and <laughs> I'm just emo. Um, okay. I'm gonna end it out here. Um, sending lots of love. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, if you want to leave a rating, that's cool. Um, I kind of, I've just kind of given up that I'm going to get my five-star rating back. Like, I don't really care. Whoever finds the podcast finds it. I don't care about no fucking haters. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Bye. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> talk to you next week. <laughs> I'm just going to talk for 99 hours. Mm-hmm.